Elizabeth, I expect you, along with your cousins and their parents, at Danby Castle by December 24th. You, my absentee granddaughter, will present yourself before me, along with that husband of yours, Jean-Pierre Bouvier. I will accept no excuses. Danby. Paris, December 7, 1812. Elizabeth Whitten folded the parchment and stuck it into her pocket. Why hadn't her contact or the Home Office translated this one into code like all of the other letters? Surely they understood the danger. Maybe they feared making an error, given the author. Grandfather did have a way of striking fear into people. Yet all of his other letters had been coded. Why not this one? It was odd seeing the name Elizabeth. She hadn't been addressed as that in over two years. She no longer thought of herself as Elizabeth either. She was Lisette Renard. It was safer this way, even in her silent thoughts, to pretend Elizabeth did not exist. Nevertheless, she must somehow find a way to be back in England by December 24th, and then return to her position here without anyone being the wiser as to her true purpose. She had worked long and hard establishing her place within Tuileries Palace, and liked to think she was valuable to the English crown. She picked up the rag and wiped the shelves in the library. Who would have dreamed two years ago she would have been given such free reign at the palace? It took almost a year of delivering eggs before she ever found a way to get beyond the kitchen, but eventually the head chef took pity on her, believing the pathetic story of how she needed to earn more to support her aging grandmother and siblings. Her original job had been simply to learn what she could through the kitchen staff and other servants. Nobody thought it possible that she would actually become one of the few entrusted with cleaning the emperor's private apartments and study. Certainly not her father or uncle, and they were the only two in her family who knew the truth. The rest believed she'd fallen in love and married a Frenchman. So what was she to do? Her grandfather expected her home for Christmas, with her husband, and one did not ignore a direct order from the Duke. It would be good to return to Yorkshire. An ache developed in her heart when she thought of her family. She missed them more than she realized, especially Louisa, her sister. It would be good to see her again, even for a short time. But they had to believe she was happily married to Jean-Pierre, and not a spinster spy employed as a maid at Tuileries. As much as she hated the idea, there was no other choice but to tell her husband. Lisette returned her cleaning supplies to the closet and made her way outside and into the vast gardens towards the stables. Jean-Pierre would either be working within or exercising the horses. Why had she named him as her husband? She knew she could have come up with a different identity, but when she wrote of her marriage a few years ago, her supervisor had made the suggestion and the name flowed easily from the quill. She spotted him long before he noticed her approach. If he weren't so full of himself, he might be attractive. She shook her head and corrected her thought, despite his conceit. He was a pleasure to watch. Jean-Pierre must have just finished exercising one of the studs, because he was lifting the saddle from its back. 
His shoulders and upper arms tightened with strength, straining against his shirt as he lifted and handed the leather off to a stable hand. He bent a moment later to pick up a brush and began grooming the animal. She knew without a doubt the man was all muscle. Not that she had actually seen him without clothing, but the fit of his pants and shirt were enough. In addition to his physical labor, Jean-Pierre kept himself fit, as she did, in the event they were called on to do more than their currently assigned duties. He turned to face her when she grew close, as if he sensed her presence behind him.